Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Allie Weinstein. We talk about her new film, Blessed, or, you know, as I call it on the interview, hashtag Blessed. And you're going to find out why she actually left the hashtag symbol in there. It's a film about community. It's a film about our uh, modern day sense of, um, Allie, can I use the word despair? Uh, we, we, we talked about... Uh, loneliness and isolation. We talked about authenticity and, and connection and experience and this idea of uh, a community and, and what it means to be disenchanted with modern life. And and what Ali does is she, she steps into a community, an evangelical community here in Toronto, and she films uh, a variety of stories, actually, and experiences and really tries to step back and let us as the viewer make a call about this community called uh, C3 that she stepped into. And it's it's a fascinating film. I remember back uh, years ago seeing a film by Randall Balmer, a PBS film called Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory. And there are shades of that here as well, but there's no real uh, critical um Anal- uh, not analysis, but critical lens, not in not in a Bill Maher kind of a way, that's for sure. And so she's she's very generous and very open, it seems to me, and and I think that's wonderful. And I found out she's made a film about mermaids, and so how can you not love that? So I'm going to be uh, uh, looking into that as well. We talk about uh, Lenny Bruce and atheism. We talk about uh, religion, of course, and and. Um, how how mermaiding is actually a thing uh and we talk about why you know millennials are being attracted to to a community like this to a church like this to an evangelical community 
uh, here in Toronto and frankly around the world as well. So stay tuned. Uh, the film is blessed. It's uh, airing uh, online at the Hot Docs uh, Film Festival and going to be available on CBC uh, documentary channel POV Docs and Gem as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that and um, don't touch that dial and don't forget davidpacklive.com for more information about my writing and my speaking and I guess my my online uh, Zooming now. I'm not even sure. Is that a thing? But I have actually been facilitating a few things online and it's, uh, who knows, maybe there's a, there's a new career in there for me somewhere. Uh, wow we try to get beyond this whole crazy COVID thing we find ourselves in. Uh, you can par- purchase a copy of Real Changes Incremental there on my site. And uh, don't forget, uh, if you're listening to this through Spotify or Alexa or iTunes, check out face-to-facelive.ca for over 500 interviews, a real, uh, a wonderful uh, library. Uh, the library value here is significant, it seems to me. So many filmmakers, philosophers, comedians, people talking about things that matter and, and, and social change of one kind or another. And, and, and isn't it wonderful? And honestly, I can say that, that, that there's something about having a great conversation with, with someone that just makes contact with reality in so many meaningful ways. Um, Check it out. Uh, If you want to advertise with us, you can. We have significant web traffic these days. We've got a newsletter. We've got a great uh, Twitter following. And we have people who are listening in. So if you want to um, reach out to that community, we're listened to in about 20 countries around the world. Uh, I would love to get you connected uh, from from an advertising perspective. We've got a newsletter. We've got a website. We have the actual podcasts themselves. So reach out and we can help you sort that out. If you have an idea for an interview too, uh, send us an email and we can uh, look into it. And uh, what else can I tell you? I can say that if you can't um, advertise with us, if you're not interested in buying a copy of my book, what about leaving us a review on iTunes? We would appreciate it. I'm trying to get people to to motivate, try to motivate people some way to leave a review. Three, four, five stars would be great with a little blurb uh, that would go a long way. Socially mediate us, sign up for our newsletter, share us with family and friends. And um, and don't forget rabble.ca. I also am uh, hosted there, uh, a platform where my uh, podcast, Favor Face to Face, appears. So coming right up, Ali Weinstein uh, talking about her uh, new uh, Canadian, the Canadian premiere of her new film, Blessed, appearing at Hot Docs. Uh, here, stay tuned, Ali Weinstein. Well, welcome to Face to Face. Uh, we are joined by another uh, very special guest here with us today. I don't know what uh, what what number you are, Ali, but Ali Weinstein is here with us today to talk about her new film, Hashtag Blessed, uh, pre- premiering. Can we say it's premiering yeah, at Hot Docs online? Absolutely. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, Ali. Thanks, David. Yeah, so I, I I'm not sure where, where you're going to roll in on the on the roster, but I can't believe that I celebrated uh, 500 interviews just just uh, I guess a couple months ago, I suppose. And you know what was really hard was trying to find somebody who could be like my big special guest. And I reached out to a couple big time Hollywood uh, folks, like I, I went after I think John Krasinski and a few others. And th- to their credits, I got quick nose. Um, uh, they didn't. They did at least oh, they no. didn't ignore me, Ali. You know. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, I got I got a response at least, but sadly, they still said no. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Pleasure to have you. Congratulations on the film. Um, Thank you. Yeah, love the film. Why hashtag blessed? 
um, and then maybe and maybe you can tell us a little bit about what it means to at the same yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I say the name out loud, I tend to keep the hashtag silent personally. I think it's a personal oh, okay. choice. I don't know that I normally okay. just say blessed, although it just is blessed. written. It is yeah. written with a hashtag. It's up to it's up to you how you want to okay. interpret it. Okay. No, that's cool. Interesting. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, I think the hashtag just points to the fact that this film is about millennials who right. are going back to church. Um, I mean, blessed is a very, very common hashtag on Instagram and Twitter, and I think it can have different meanings to different people. Um, certainly, I think a lot of Christians use that hashtag. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that, I don't know, I think that it can mean a lot of different things. So the film is about um, a church here in Toronto, uh, which is called C3, um, and about its success amongst millennials and even Generation Z or Z. <laughs> um, right. And um, yeah, just wanting to take a look at what was driving all these young people who are sort of my age and younger um, to go to church again in such droves, considering the fact that Statistically speaking, um, young people really aren't attending church as regularly as before. Yeah, I did a quick uh, quick search, and it's something I'm fairly uh, uh, I'm kind of interested in either way. But but yeah, the numbers are dropping, right? Yeah, I mean, for people, sure. and I just it just hit me right now. Lenny Bruce, I don't know if you know that name, but he was a '60s comic. Yeah, um, I do. And yeah, real controversial guy, and he had a great line: "Everyday people are leaving the church and going back to God," which I thought was, <laughs> I mean, you know, take take that for what you will, but but yeah. doesn't seem the case when it comes to C three. So tell me, are yeah. you you are you a C three convert? I personally am not. No, okay. I, uh, <laughs> I would say actually that I'm an atheist. Um, oh, yeah, fascinating. yeah. Okay. And I just want to say that Lenny Bruce, that Lenny Bruce quote is actually really apt for my generation. I think, I guess, well before mm. my generation too, since it came from him, <laughs> he was, he was doing comedy a while ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that in terms of statistics, like people are, it's not even so much that people don't, I mean, there's many more atheists now, but at the same time, a lot of people in my generation would call themselves spiritual, but not religious. So I just think that that's a really apt sort of quote, because it's not about not having some kind of faith or thinking there's something more, but maybe not subscribing to organized religion in the way that people used to. Right. As an atheist, it must have been yeah. so weird for you to yeah. be in that place. I mean, it must have been, I mean, I was, okay, and with, with respect to Pastor Sam and everyone <laughs> who's in the film, I was uncomfortable even watching the film at, at certain points, which I'm, I'm guessing is probably what you were hoping for. Really? It, it made you uncomfortable? <laughs> it did. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up in a church, right? So, I mean, seeing, well, uncomfortable in this, I don't mean uncomfortable in the sense of, oh boy, I wish I wasn't watching it, but um yeah what made you kind of like just kind of I, I wouldn't want to be there right now in okay. that in that in that um auditorium it wasn't like your I would, style I would, <laughs> wasn't my thing okay, no it okay. wasn't my thing yeah, yeah like yeah. that and yet to your point what what is it that's drawing you know mm. generation said millennials into this I think it's Galen who says out of the gate that it's not really a religious place Right? Mm. Is it? Doesn't he say something like that? The 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 young uh, scholar from yeah, Queens? Galen. Um, yeah, he's been studying the church as part of his sort of sociological research. Um, he said, I mean, I think that something that the church says themselves is that they are not about religion per se. Right. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's yep. a bit of like a 
I would say like a part of their slogan almost because okay, yep. their their slogan is to it, it's we exist to connect people to God. And I mean, I think it is very much a part of evangelical Christianity as I understand it that they really sort of prioritize like a personal relationship with God, like a direct connection to God and to Jesus um, as opposed to tradition and ritual um, associated with religion. So I think that the word religion is sort of like, I think people at C3 kind of want to push that aside and focus on something that's much more personal. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's about it's about the relational side. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think Sam says even near the end of the film, doesn't he? Or somebody yeah. does. It's not, it's not about the God thing so much as it is. Well, actually, I guess it is about the God thing for them, <laughs> but, in a, but in a relational way. Direct way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very interesting. And certainly as an atheist and someone who I grew up in a home that was pretty devoid of religion, um, my okay. parents... Yeah, my mom. My mom is um, Macedonian, and so her family is Greek Orthodox. Um, and we celebrated things like Easter and Christmas, but it was always just, you know, dinner and presents. Right. <laughs> and, yes. and my dad's side of the family is Jewish, but you know, even his parents were very um, like re- Reformed Jews, not religious. I, I myself have never even gone to a bar mitzvah. Like I'm not, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I as an adult, I've become more interested in religion I think because I didn't have that growing up and I think yeah and I think um I have always been really curious about people who can find so much conviction and so much faith like oh like back in film school I tried to make a film about different people from different religions who you know devoted themselves entirely to their faith whether they were um rabbis or priests or nuns or imams I was just really curious about what um that, that part of people that gives them that type of conviction because it's been so right. far away from what I've experienced. Right. And yet, like all those people, I, of course, have questions about, you know, our purpose and the meaning of life and, you know, yeah, community and all the things that religion can fulfill in people. So I, I've had a curiosity about that for a long time. Um, so I think learning about C3 and the fact that they existed here in Toronto. They were doing so well with young people and so successful. Well, the, gro- the growth yeah. is incredible, right? Like, exactly. was it was f- five, was it, they started with the eight people and yeah. in five years at close to 1,500 or yeah. something? And yeah. And now, now we just checked in the other day with them to find out their current numbers. And they said it's over 2,000 members here in Toronto alone. And wow. I think, yeah. And we have to remember That's this wild. is like in downtown Toronto. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, like which, it's, which you bring out in the film, or at least Gal- Galen brings that out, doesn't he? And says yeah. the, contra- the contradiction almost that the, that a church like this is growing in 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 a city like Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. So definitely, um, it was pretty mind blowing to me when I first learned about it, and I was yeah very so, curious. So, so uh, later in life, uh, more interest mm-hmm. in religious things, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Uh, what <laughs> what is it that draws an atheist to something, uh, and a filmmaker and a storyteller to something like C three? Was it a was it a conversation pre COVID that where you were hanging out and you heard about something and were just uh, yeah? What what, yeah. what pulled you in? Well, a friend of mine who I guess just knows my interests in, in religion, right, okay. yep. she sent me an article that had been published about C3 a couple of years ago. Um, and I learned, yeah, that's how I learned about it in the first place. I was oh, okay. totally yep. stunned by the success of it and the photographs of these people who just like looked really young and cool and hip and um, a lot of, ta- I, lot of tattoos. A lot of tattoos. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, and I just started reading about it. I started reading about um, all the different articles because there was quite a bit of media attention given to C3 Toronto in between like 2016 and 2018. Um, so just started reading about it, started reading about C3 Global because this is part, it's part of a megachurch that actually started in Australia. Um, and I can get into that a little more later, I suppose. But yeah, I just started reading about it and was fascinated and thought this would make a really interesting documentary. Mm. But I also have to admit that I wasn't necessarily going to pursue it because I don't know, I thought it would be really hard to get access. And I also thought, you know, from trying to make a film, and I say try because it wasn't necessarily so successful, trying to make a film about religion back in film school, I kind of realized it's very difficult to make a documentary about any type of religion that doesn't become a promotion piece or an expose. Right. I think it's quite easy to make an expose, well, but... Well, that's interesting that you say that. I love mm -hmm. that. That's really interesting insight because I went to... Okay, so what are the docs that I've seen uh, about religion? Or uh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus Camp, of course, yeah. right? Back in 2006 and mm -hmm. quite an expose. I, I don't know if you, in your research, came across a film by... Um, it was a book, I think, originally back in the early... I think it was early 2000. Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory. Did you no, come across I don't that? Know it. So it, all I can remember, and I got to find a copy of it because it was really interesting. And I think it was PBS a guy by the name of Randall Bomber. And I did a quick search. Anyway, it opened up with him leaning on a TV and Jimmy Swaggart was apologizing for his affair or something. Yeah. And then it went, and then he went on to basically do these three, uh, uh, um, three episodes on evangelicalism in, in, in particularly in the U S I don't think he got outside of that. So mm. yeah, really interesting stuff, but, but I don't think there's a lot, right? Cause mm -hmm. you're right. It would be more like a, a promo piece. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, or, 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 or an expose, which is kind of fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to kind of like find a more balanced tone um, with well, this type of topic. I mean, everyone has their own sort of pre, they come in with their own biases. Like every, this is a topic that everyone already has an opinion about, you know? Well, And how can the editor not bring yeah. that bias, right? Yeah. Like it's so interesting. And yet, I mean, I've, for my, for what it's worth, and mm -hmm. if I haven't said congratulations, by the way, congratulations <laughs> on the film and the hot docs and <laughs> all that. You. I wish you, wish you well with all the digital Q&As, yeah. by the way. I'm <laughs> so sorry you're not getting the face-to-face -face wow. interaction and the buzz of the crowd. That's got to be a bit of a drag. A little bit, um, but it's yeah yeah mm -hmm. but i i i thought you you really you presented this in a really balanced and 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 insightful and thoughtful way i don't i don't think i don't think anyone's um parodied or there's yeah. no caricatures here these are real folks real oh, people and yeah. yeah that's or at least that's that's my two cents anyway. no thanks for saying that i mean that definitely means a lot because that was definitely like what we were going for and and certainly having i mean cornelia my producer um was like a huge creative force in, in helping this film come together and um definitely like you know she was my sounding board the whole way through and like helped me sort of stay on track with that mm. line and, and just trying to you know let people speak for themselves and not go too far over into certain like issues because there, there's certainly a lot of things in the film that I feel like I know I'm very aware that like depending on what an audience member is coming to the film with they might want more information about certain right. issues that are brought up in the film certain questions that are brought up brought up in the film um but I think that it was always this struggle of like if we go too far down the path of questioning a particular 
social value that the church, you know, you know, people want to know what the church thinks about that, it could usurp the whole film and make it about that as opposed to what these young people are actually seeking and, and what the church is fulfilling for them and make it sort of like a broader kind of sociological look at this city and the young people here right now. So that was always like a question and a challenge for us. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, that as, as an atheist and I mean, there, I don't hear any anger in your tone at all. And I didn't see <laughs> any anger in the film at all. There's yeah. no fun. You're like, you're not bringing any kind of a fundamentalist edge to your work by this, by the, yeah. the what, from what I can see. Whereas, and I just thought of it, Bill Maher's film, what was it called? Reli- Religious. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. mean, so, so kind of angry yeah. and irreverent and almost, can I say disrespectful, almost, right. you know? Yeah going out of his way to humiliate you know his subjects and so on and you yeah. you really didn't do that you present them in a way to say here it is and, and you get to make your your decision right yeah. based, based on based on what you're seeing how come you don't have that edge is that, is that... <laughs> well i think that you're not well, you're not a cynic it's funny i mean i feel like i am and i'm not but I'm, i really appreciate you saying that i mean it's interesting going back to the whole start of this. Um, I mentioned that I didn't think I would initially pursue this as a documentary. Right, right, because you thought it would be too hard. Yeah, right? yeah and and yeah, the only excess. reason why I did was because so coincidentally, Cornelia reached out to me like out of the blue. I knew who she was, but I had never actually like had a conversation with her before. But she emailed me and said that she had a story idea for a doc that she wanted to talk to me about. So we got coffee. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time ever meeting her. And she started explaining about this like youth geared church here in Toronto that's been really successful. And I'm like, wait, I know what you're talking about. And it, wow. it, yeah, it was crazy. Like we had both read the same article. She thought it would make an interesting doc. Um, and she sort of singled me out having seen my first feature, Mermaids, um, which is about a group of women who wear mermaid tails and escape their lives and sort of believe on some level that they're mermaids, which is obviously so different from the subject yes. matter. And yet on a certain level, kind of connected metaphysically in a, in, yeah, in a way, in yeah. a way, right? In a way, a, yeah. And I, yeah, mean, I think yeah. that's, I mean, what Cornelia said to me, and I was very flattered, um, she said that, uh, in that film, she felt like a different filmmaker, mermaids, like would have sort of mm. been making fun of those people. And I sort of treated them with respect. I mean, that said, she didn't know, but I also kind of believe I'm a mermaid. So it's like, oh, you be- oh, so am I actually talking to a mermaid? Is that what you're saying? I mean, not really, not really. I did, I did, <laughs> in the process of making that film, I did try on a tail and I wasn't, it wasn't really oh, that's for me. Hilarious. I, I didn't become a convert to mermaidism. Like I didn't become a convert to C3, but. Okay, um, I haven't seen your film, but is there okay. a thing called mer- mermaidism? Well, <laughs> I kind of just made it. Okay, to, no, to, to mermaid is a verb. Me. Within the community, okay. mermaiding oh. is a verb. So, yes. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll have to check it out later. Part but, of the reason why I love watching doc film, part of the reason yeah. why I love having great uh, conversations and usually usually great conversations with others <laughs> is I learn so much. Yeah. This is fantastic. So, <laughs> to whole, mermaid. Yeah. The whole subculture. Yeah. Um, but she saw that and, and just thought that maybe there'd be some kind of um, similar approach in the sense mm, of like seeing right. a world that others might not have access to and treating it with respect as opposed to wanting to make fun of or something like do, that. Ali, do you think there's, do you think if you had seen, I don't know, um, a, 
a different story unfold that you might have gone the route of the expose? And like, at what point, you know, it's interesting because at what point do you say, okay, these, these folks have crossed the line, mm. you know? And it's really interesting. I think it's Galen who's talking near the end of the film. I think the voiceover is something about, you know, don't, don't just disregard them. Don't yeah. just say this is, don't just say That's that right. C3 is a cult. Mm-hmm. There's actually something really interesting going on here. This is about modern life and, mm-hmm. and, and looking for meaning and being disenchanted, et cetera. And yeah. I think that's a really wise take. But at what point do you go from this to, um, I don't know, David Koresh or, you know, so, something that's not helpful that's actually. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think Amy's character starts to touch on it a little yeah. bit that maybe this is actually for some dangerous. Right. Yeah. No, it's a really interesting question. And I think, I mean, in the process of making the film, there was not a whole lot at the church that really like shocked me, to be honest. Like there was nothing, I didn't really learn anything that I didn't already maybe imagine before I started attending, you know, attending to film, I should say. Um, But I do think, yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, like, you know, some of the sort of like social and political values that are espoused there um, because it's inherent in the faith. I don't personally agree with Um, it's not my, they're not my values. Um, And certainly, yeah, there are some people at the church like Amy uh, who we feature and then some other people who I talked to in the process of making the film who left because they felt disappointed or even betrayed in different ways. Mm. Like they felt that, like you said, um, there were aspects of church that weren't healthy for them um, and they disagreed with. So it was definitely important to me, like as I continued to make the film to, you know, and once I met Amy and talked to her and then talked to a couple others who had similar stories to her, it was really important to me to like include that side of it. Like I wouldn't have wanted to not show the people who felt hurt by going to C3, you know? Right, right, right. but at the same time, like like I sort of mentioned, there wasn't. It wasn't. I still wanted to keep the focus on what was actually making the church successful. Um, and I think, you know, aside from Galen being a great guide in the film to helping viewers um, access different parts of C three, he himself is an outsider, and so I think he helps to. Right bring the audience along and kind of explain certain things to them. I mean, he kinda, he's going to hate me for saying this, what? but he looks like he could go to that church. Sorry oh, about that. He Kevin. won't hate you. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think he's he got does. a really very clean cut sort of, <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, I thought, Oh, okay. Here's one of the pastors from C3. But as it turns out, That's no, funny. I was totally wrong. Yeah. Well, he's definitely the right age and like, That's you know, right. Looks, yeah. yeah. yeah and sure. I mean, well, don't... I thought that was interesting too. Did you, did yeah. you purposely pick him as your expert because he was from the demographic almost? No, I think we just really, lo- I feel so lucky to have mm, met Galen nice. along the way. Like, I think he's oh. a wonderful sort of conduit for yeah, the audience, yeah. but also like the fact that he is amongst the demographic going to see right, is like right. perfect. I mean, I'm well, sure. And he was very measured too, yeah. right? I mean, there oh, was, yeah. I didn't get any sense from him that he was bringing, I no. mean, all, all of us bring our bias and our worldview and context and so on, but, but very measured. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that was, 
talking to him outside of actually, you know, our interviews that are used in the film, just talking to him along the way, that also really affected my own sort of take hmm. on the whole thing. Like, Interesting. Yeah. Well, because some of the stuff he says at the end of the film about, yeah, like we can't just ignore this phenomenon. We can't just like say, oh, look at the spectacle, look at this or that. Like there is something happening here and we have to look at the, the sense of community this brings to people. Like he basically just says there's two ways to look at it and we shouldn't just be condemning it because our own cynicism, I mean, I'm giving away the ending of the film, but that's okay. Right, <laughs> our, right. own, our own cynicism as a society is precisely what is making these young people search for the authenticity and the sense of connection and realness that they might find or feel like they're finding at a place like C3 is sort of what Galen says. Like if our whole sort of like, if our whole society only has on offer to young people Instagram and Mm. Vice magazine and cynicism and like, you know, where do we turn to find actual purpose and meaning? And that's where a place like C3 steps in and they're ready and they have, you know, their wonderful branding and Instagram and they have their self-improvement language and it's all very part of the culture, um, but offering something different. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting and and I I don't think it was, well, maybe it was near the end, sort of the baptism scene, but Mm -hmm. there was a section where I saw, I don't know if it was a sermon or if it was a t-shirt or whatever, but love. Oh, I I think it was the, uh, the event they were doing love builds. Yeah. Like, no matter what worldview you come from, how mm-hmm. how do you push back against that? Yeah, of course. In in, in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, when you start to peel back some of the layers, the moralistic layers, that's mm-hmm. what I where I go running from the building, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't actually think it's about relationship. I think it's about dogmatism and mm-hmm. rules and mm-hmm. black and white. And sorry, I'm, I'm now I'm making my judgment call, right? <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and I'm bringing my context and worldview here and my prejudice. Sorry about that, folks. But but but. Yeah, but on on a certain level, like, wow, this, you know, to Galen's point, this is about speaking into a life maybe that could lead towards sort of, I don't know, emptiness, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And here are these folks hanging out and building community and and, and, and serving the poor. Mm -hmm. Where's the downside to that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think, um, and certainly I think we can all agree that Jesus stood for a lot of really beautiful things. You know, I don't think that's Mm. the issue. I mean, I think um, it's also interesting to note that like the people that I met, including Amy, who who no longer go to C3, but went there, the vast majority of them are still Christians and evangelical Christians. Like it's not um, necessarily that they lost their faith when they decided to leave C3. Um, They may have taken issue with like some of the specifics of the way church was done there. Um, But, but it is interesting to me that Amy is still, still has like very strong faith. um, is still very much a Christian. You left, you left a great phrase in here and I don't know if I'm going to quote it properly, but she said something like God took the Kool-Aid away from me. (laughs) Yeah, that's Which right. is fantastic because it just shows the sort of uh, the logical, almost absurdity inconsistency of of making any kind of metaphysical claim like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so God took the Kool-Aid way to, from you, but he gave it to, you know, Pastor Sam and his group, right? Right, like right. It, It's so <laughs> interesting. But in some way, she's seen, she's peeled back, Yeah. I guess, another layer. Right. Yeah. And I loved what she said too. And I hope I'm not giving it to it, but, but they just, they just didn't 
they just didn't um oh what was the uh, couldn't uh, deal with the messy stuff is that couldn't, weird? yeah there yeah. you go thank you that's exactly i was just trying to find i wrote it down right failed failed to deal with the messy stuff yeah. and i thought it was really interesting that she used the word failed yeah. as well yeah you know? yeah yeah and i mean i think there's lots um yeah the film definitely touches on that i mean we don't go like super, super far into it. I mean, Amy herself, like she has a very complicated story and there's like a lot of different mm-hmm. things that yep. she discussed that, um, you know, frankly, like we just didn't have time to get super into depth into all the different experiences that she had when we're balancing five different stories throughout the film. But like also, you know, like I said, it was also a balance of tone and like trying to also mm-hmm. make sure we're respecting everyone else's story as well. Um, you know, seeing where Conan, for example, is on his journey of faith, someone who doesn't actually believe in God, but has found himself throwing right. himself into the community at C3. Yeah. Like, I found that fascinating. But in the in the in the worship band, for heaven's sake. Exactly. Sakes, and, and, yeah. still admit, and I love I actually love him for admitting to the fact that yeah, I haven't I haven't got any of this figured out basically, I know, right? Which I know. is wonderful. He's very open about it, yeah. even to everyone at C3. But yeah, I mean Amy's Amy's stance on that not being able to deal with the messy stuff it is interesting like I think I think for her it is a lot to do with um maybe what I don't want to put words into her mouth but like the surf the the that phrase of like we exist to connect people to God and and the emphasis on that on sort of like bringing people in the production value the Instagram like bringing people in and then, you know, this meteoric success that they seem to have had, and then, you know, maybe not being equipped, partly, perhaps, because of the quick success to actually, like, deal with all the various human problems that their congregation has, you know, um, that would, yeah, again, I don't want, that's sort of like a sentiment I feel like I maybe heard from her and a couple other people who who no longer go to C3. Mm-hmm. The line from Galen, I think it was Galen who said that, you know, and I think it was around the, when you go, was it San Francisco or LA or something where the conference is mm-hmm. um, of uh, P, the C3, con- the presence conference. Yeah. And, and, and you need to show, what was the line? You need to show evidence that your church is blessed. Right. That's, That's right. fascinating to me, right? Because yeah. all of a sudden, don't we lose sight now of what we really got into this for in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. Like if this is truly about meeting mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. if this is truly about relationship and building stronger relationships, yeah, that kind of doesn't make any contact with reality when we're talking about the LED lights that we're <laughs> going to be using, right, on yeah, Sunday morning. You absolutely. Know? I mean, I think you've definitely hit on one of the, like, critiques of a church like C3 um, that some of these people, like that Amy has, certainly. The idea that there is such an emphasis on growth, and this is not by any means particular to C three. This is, right, I think, right. something that could be said Pretty, of yeah, like any evangelical church or any really. any make any. Well, you used the phrase mega church earlier. Yes. Did you go deep into that? You, you, I think you you bring up Hillsong. You talk about yeah. some massive churches coming out of Australia. Did you did you go deep into that at all in your research, at least? Yeah, um, yeah, it's not so much in the film, obviously, the film really does stay mostly centered in Toronto, it only leaves Toronto once for that conference you just mentioned, Um, to just sort of see how, like, we wanted to show that conference, because we wanted to see just how big this was. How big this really is, sure. Um, But no, yeah, in terms of the research beforehand, um, yeah, I definitely looked a lot into Hillsong, into, I mean, there's like a bunch of different 
churches that sort of have similar branding. I feel like Hillsong would be the biggest and best known. That's the one that like Justin Bieber goes to and a bunch of other celebrities uh, go to. Um, But yeah, I find it really fascinating. I mean, C3 and Hillsong both started in Australia in the early 80s, Mm -hmm. both by these couples that actually were born in the same city in New Zealand and then both moved to Australia to start their churches. And then from there, both expanded and they started like church planting is what they call it when they open new churches um, all around the world and have become these huge mega churches. And I definitely talk to people at C3 and people at Hillsong about the connection there. And according to them, it's total coincidence. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> suspicious right. of that. Like, but I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Pastor Sam would call that coincidence. Um, he told me it was coincidence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he really? Part that's part of God's no, plan. But... That would be, that would be, pro- that would be, and I'm not being facetious, but he would say that's providence, right? That's, that's part of the. Well, yes, of, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> everything is. But I yes, mean, yep. yeah. I mean, the idea that, you know, I was trying to get at, like, did you guys, you know, like, why aren't you the same church? Like, did you conspire to have these right, two right, churches? Right. Like, yes. I don't, I don't really get that part of it. But yes, yeah. yes, ours, our church will be much, much bigger than yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what this idea of hipster churches? I mean, is this a good thing? And, and sadly, we're, I mean, we've got a, we got a few more minutes to go here. And I, I love these conversations where I get near to the end and I go, holy smokes, we just started. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and that's often, thankfully, most of the time, I just I'm so blessed. Blessed. There you blessed, go with the yeah. with the with the the guests that I get. So again, thank thanks for coming on face to face. And we'll talk more about where people can see the film in a few mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. So so tell me, hipster churches. I mean, are you going anytime soon? Are you getting Are you getting a Sikh tattoo anytime soon? <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Like. Is is this a good thing? Like, is this, you know, to your point about Instagram, is that mm-hmm. all we got? Is it really just atoms in the void, as Democritus said? Or mm-hmm. is this about seeking out a place to find meaning? And if it's not C3, maybe it's, I don't know, the Royal Canadian Legion for some, and mm. and, and maybe it's the library for others, and, and, yeah. and the gym for others, yeah. right? I mean... No, I mean, it's a really good question. I mean, I certainly did not become a convert. And I do, you know, I think there for me, there's like a little bit of a missing link. Like, I think mm. that my predisposition mm. to believe in the supernatural, like in as Conan puts it, Conan himself, who who goes to C3 and, you know, doesn't believe in God, says that he believes Jesus was a real person who walked the earth. But when it comes to the supernatural stuff, was Jesus the son of God? He has more trouble believing that. And so do right, I. Right, I'm right. very much with him. I'm just missing that link, I think. Um, so no, I definitely was not converted myself. But I do think, and I really hope that people like, you know, walk away paying attention to what Galen says at the end of the film about the fact that we can't just like, you know, dismiss this and say like, oh, you know, judge it and just say like, oh, these people don't, get it if if we're thinking about the values that we don't agree with or whatever it may be um I do think that what the film kind of touches on is we live in an incredibly lonely time well before Mm. this quarantine started I would venture to say this is probably the loneliest generation in the history of the world like I I was actually reading a New Yorker article recently about that like again well before quarantine like we've been sort of becoming increasingly increasingly isolated and so I think that my generation of millennials like live a lot of our lives online on social media and we don't really have a lot of places where we connect um, regularly in a physical space aside from work 
Um, and even that's taken away from us right now. Um, so and, think, and maybe for mm-hmm. the long, I mean, who knows, eh, what the implications are going to be. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I was talking to a, a small business owner, a friend of mine yesterday, and he said, I don't know how I'm going to afford any of this. I've got to now have a hundred square, what did he say? A hundred square feet per person, yeah. you know, I, you know, yeah. cause we can't, we can't be too close together. Heaven forbid that we might brush up against one yeah. another, right. Or spit on one another. Yeah. So this idea of community all of a sudden even changes now going to work. Absolutely. And, and, right. It's and really what? scary. I mean, I mean, it I is think, a little, yeah. 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 Making this film, I think it definitely, you know, it, that's been a theme I've been interested in for a long time too, like loneliness in this generation. And mm-hmm. I think that really was highlighted in making this film, just how, cause so many people who go to the church talk about community as being, yeah. and the sense of family as being one sense of the of very family, top sure. reasons. And that's what they do really, really, well there is like they get people involved really early on and coming to the church to the point like asking them to join teams to go to these connect groups which are like bible study groups and people become so involved so quickly that they feel relied upon to like Hmm, physically set up church each Sunday at these schools where they put church on and to be a part of like making church happen. And they're, they're sort of like immediately in this, in this um, communal space with a new family. And for a lot of people who go to C3, as Amy says, it became her whole family. She actually says that well, she pushed other people away to make this yeah, new family. Right. And, yeah, right. And didn't Mo- didn't Mona say something about finding a purpose, a community? I yeah. Suppose, I, I, except people I could do life with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very Christian term. Do life. With. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, I don't know where like I stand on that, good or bad. I don't think it's really up to me to make a judgment on that, to be honest. But I do think that it does highlight, as Galen says, what we. Uh, are missing as a society mm, in other nice. ways like what we don't have in other um being offered to yeah, us in other great. ways yeah and it's an incredibly incredibly valid question because i think what it presupposes is we're all missing something mm-hmm. right we're, yeah. and i think this time right now with uh the the protests and, mm-hmm. and the pushback against oppression mm-hmm. uh, everywhere racism etc yeah. it's a time to say okay what what do i still need to learn yeah. Uh, what what books do I still need to read? What conversations do I still need to have? What films do I still need to see? Yeah. Right. Who do I need to listen to to hopefully make this uh, world a better place? Love because we, you know, let's yeah. let's quote let's quote Pastor Sam. Love builds, <laughs> right? Love builds. Yeah. 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 Um, I gotta say, my favorite. What I mean, there were quite a few favorite moments in the film, but but uh, when they were setting up, I think the North Campus maybe mm-hmm. or, or a meeting about it, he said something like, "Unless you get the chairs right, God doesn't move." Yeah. <laughs> and I just. <laughs> Galen must have loved that line. That just, Galen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know Galen likes the film. I can't remember if he commented on that line in particular. <laughs> but well, yeah. just because he he talked about the branding and the marketing. And, yeah, and, for and, you sure, know, for sure. What did he, I think? Didn't he say they're like franchises? He yes, he did. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah, that is what yeah. church planting is a bit like, for sure. Well, I, you know what I what I love about what you've done is you've raised some great, amazing questions. You've been so kind, so respectful, and 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 uh, and and given us a new uh, shine, shine a light into into a, a new um, hmm, a new community, <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. and a really, really, I think, in a really loving and 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 uh, meaningful way. So, 
Yeah, for what it's worth. Yeah. Hey, just real quickly, and this is a really, this is a, my background's in philosophy, by the way. Oh, yeah. So this is a classic thing for a philosopher to do to ask a ridiculously big question <laughs> okay. minutes before the conversation's oh my gosh, about I'm to scared. end. Yeah. yeah, caricature. So do you th- do you come away from this saying, wow, those Christians, and I'd say that tongue in cheek, are a little more complicated than I thought. It's, you know, it's not so black and white. It's, you know, you've got Greek Orthodox in your background, <laughs> yeah. uh, you've got Jewish tradition, et cetera. Yeah. It, it it's yeah. it's pretty messy, right? It's pretty oh, complicated. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. At yeah. the start of like researching all of this, I I was like, well, I better learn all about Christianity, <laughs> right. and then right. you know, right. obviously, like it would take me the rest of my life to learn half of like mm. you know, there, it's just such a rich history, and absolutely, it's very very complicated. So um, yeah, big questions. <laughs> Big question. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I just find there's such a, and you, as you said, a, a, a promotional piece or an expose, it's just so easy to kind of polarize, mm-hmm. right? The conversation mm-hmm. and the debate rather than actually shine a light and say, hey, here it is. Um, uh, do with it as you will. So so tell us about uh, Hot Docs and, and where people yeah. can see this. It's a CB, CBC uh, POV for the time being. So Canadians yeah. can watch it on CBC Gem and, and POV yeah, Docs. Totally. Um, um, it's it's going to be playing online as part of the Hot Docs Festival from June 4th to June 14th. Um, and then, yeah, it's going to go on CBC uh, starting July 4th. Um, CBC Docs POV, and it'll be online at CBC Gem. Um, any, any, any conversations about going wider internationally? Well, not quite yet. I mean, we did take part uh, in this Hot Docs industry event, like Distribution Rendezvous. So we have been talking to a couple uh, international sales agents and distributors, mm. but um, we're just sort of like at the beginning of those just conversations. Of that, I right, mean, we right. finished this film pretty down to, we were finishing the film during the pandemic, like doing color correct and sound mix right. via our computers, like live streaming. It was not ideal. I wouldn't recommend finishing your film during a pandemic in the future, but um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's so, a soundbite for the day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we're just sort of like starting those conversations and we'll see. I mean, the, the film is like, I think there's obviously universal topics in here, um, mm-hmm. but it's clearly taking place in Toronto. So I will be right, curious right. to hear Pretty whether, specific. yeah, like I'll, I'll be curious to see if there's international interest. Well, listen, what a pleasure uh, getting to meet you. Uh, looking forward to, to, to a face-to-face conversation. And, and I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't have done this on stage at Hot Docs in Toronto. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's it okay. It would, would have been great. But uh, we, um, we've we been talking with uh, Ali Weinstein about uh, her new film. Um, oh, almost said hashtag blessed. Her new film, Blessed. <laughs> you can call it hashtag blessed. Thanks for having me, David. Thanks. Thanks, Ali. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.